Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus pittsburgh steeler fans welcome back to another episode our second episode of the steelers preview show which is where myself co-host brian anthony davis break down all that you need to know about the upcoming Steelers matchup. Now, we were here last week. We talked about the Kansas City Chiefs game. We both picked the Steelers to win. Boy, were we wrong, but we did get a lot right throughout the process. So if you were to go back and watch last week's episode, we talked about Patrick Mahomes. We talked about what the defense might want to do, and we were pretty spot on with that. The problem was none, I don't think anyone saw the defense breaking down the way that they did and giving up 42 points at home. Nonetheless, that's what happened. But we're here for another episode to talk about the Buccaneers. Brian, how are you doing this afternoon? Well, Jeff, my my towel is now dry, finally, because I did a lot of crying. I was sitting in the end zone in Heinz, which a lot happened last week. And it was just uh, it was just amazing to watch everything break down over and over and over again. And it was kind of like a Friday the 13th movie. Just when you think that uh, Jason's gone, and all the slashing is over, and you're laying there in your sleeping bag at Crystal Lake. Next thing you know, a knife comes through the canvas and slashes up your girlfriend. That's <laughs> what it felt like to me. Well, well sadly, um, you got to see an exciting game. There's a lot of scoring, very high-powered game. Um, almost saw a really good comeback. But nonetheless, the Steelers fall, and now they're 0-1-1 heading into Week 3. And I think everyone, myself included, are kind of like, what happens now? Where does this team go? Well, they're headed down to Florida for Monday Night Football. It's their first primetime game of the season, the first of a back-to-back as they play the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday Night Football 
in week four, and we are going to break this down very systematically. We're going to have three key matchups. We're going to have three players to watch. We're going to give you some fantasy football information for those that might be in that line of work, and then we'll give you our prediction to end the show. So let's start with the matchups right now. Brian, what is one of your key matchups to watch in this game coming up in week three on Monday night? Well, my first one are the Steelers linebackers versus O.J. Howard, the tight end. Um, that could, you know, you could also include Cameron Brait in that mix. But it seems like O.J. Howard is, you know, in his second year is taking over that spot as the number one tight end in Tampa Bay. The Alabama star is really, he is a big physical threat. And he could do exactly what Jason Kelsey, excuse me, Travis Kelsey did to them last week. So the big thing for the Steelers linebackers to do is, you know, hit him on the point of attack. They, you know, they let, they let Kelsey get free relief right away. And he was completely wide open every single time. Like I said, I was in the end and watching it and a lot of it was coming towards me. And it was like, I mean, nobody had a chance to cover that guy. So that's what they need to do. Just uh, just hit O.J. Howard as soon as he comes out of his skin and releases and just give him a little tap. That's They need to knock the tight end off the ball, Jeff. Yeah. And I think that the majority of us, and I don't even know what matchups Brian is going to throw out at you. We haven't discussed that prior to the show, but I'm pretty sure that most of us would pick a lot of Steelers defenders or position groups, as Brian just said, the inside linebackers going against one of the high-powered offensive tools or weapons for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I'm going to go a little bit different, though, because I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense is going to have to match blow-for-blow with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, for me, if you look at the statistics, now this is a small sample size, folks. I mean, this is only two games. All right, so we're only talking... Two games where the Buccaneers have played out of their mind. Ryan Fitzpatrick has played out of his mind. I don't know if it's a lot to judge, but we're going to look at those stats. And this is a team that is not doing well against the pass. Now, they're supposed to get uh, Vea back, their number one, their first-round draft pick. They're supposed to, maybe. They're supposed to get Brent Grimes back, cornerback. Hasn't played yet this season. He would help uh, lift up that secondary a little bit. Because listen to these statistics. The... Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense in terms of passing yards per game ranks 31st, giving up 376.5 yards per game. Then yards per game, just general yards per game. They rank 31st. They're averaging 443 and a half yards per game in the out of the first two games and points per game. They're giving up 30.5 points per game. That's 27th in the league. The Steelers need to exploit this. Plain and simple. This is a game where if Antonio Brown is going to be getting loose on someone, I would put my money on this one. Um, but I kind of said that last week, and Brown was kind of held in check, yet the Steelers still move the ball through the air very, very well. So for me, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, or mainly Ben Roethlisberger. This could be another high-volume game for Ben. Can he make all the throws? We He had a good game last week, but he missed on a lot. And Brian, you were there. And I know that you saw a lot of these and you text actually called me on your way home from the game and said he missed a ton of throws. He was throwing a lot of things. A lot of passes were sailing, going high on him. He's going to have to be on point because that's the weakness of this defense. Um, so there you have, that's my first key matchup 
is the Steelers' offensive attack going against the Tampa Bay defense in their secondary, which I think is what's well, a weakness, plain and simple. So, uh, Brian, unless you have something to add on to that, what is your second key matchup for this upcoming game? Well, you know, ironically, my second key matchup was offense as well, and it could piggyback right on your Ben Roethlisberger assessment, but it has more to do with the offensive linemen, especially the interior linemen. I'm looking more at uh, Marquise Pouncey and probably uh, the big ragu, so I need Ramon Foster and Marquise Pouncey to keep a guy like Gerald McCoy in check. Now, the the uh, linemen and the linebackers of Tampa Bay only have four sacks so far on this season. And McCoy has one, and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul has one. But they really need to make sure that Ben Roethlisberger has the time to uh, get these guys open and hit them in stride. Because that was the problem. Like you said, he was missing those passes. And if they can give him time, Ben is going to be more effective, Jeff. Absolutely. And they did that against Kansas City, and a lot of people were really louding the offensive line, saying, oh, how tremendous a job they did, and Ben had all day to throw. And the, and the plays where he had all day to throw, typically they weren't rushing a lot of pass rushers, but in the early portions of the game, it was very clear to me that Ramon Foster was getting pushed back into Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger was having to do a lot of dancing and moving around, extending the plays, which, to be honest, is something that uh, Steeler fans have grown to love about Roethlisberger. But at the same time, when Todd Haley was brought in and Bruce Arians was chauffeured out, one of the key selling points was that old-school Ben running around trying to make plays was not a necessity. So... I, for me, it's just I agree with you. Offensive line is key. They haven't played up to their potential, in my opinion, yet. So my second key to the game is they have to harass Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Ryan, Brian, Ryan Fitzpatrick played for the Bengals at one point, correct? You know, he's played for everybody, actually. Like yeah, that. he did play for the Bengals. Okay. Um, had stints with the Bills, with the Rams, Jets, everybody. Okay. So my theory on this is that once you're a Bengal, you're always a Bengal, and the stripes <laughs> will the stripes will come through that helmet, no matter what color it's painted. So they've got that hideous pewter color on their helmets now. Um, those Bengal stripes will start to come through, and if they can get pressure on him, um, that's going to be key. Not too sure they're going to be able to do it because they didn't get pressure on Mahomes. And Mahomes in the offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City's offensive line was not known as one of the better lines in the league. And they only got one sack, and that was when Daniel McCullers kind of just fell into one. Um, you know, I'm looking at the statistics here, and Tampa Bay is one of the better teams in terms of pass protection. They've only surrendered two sacks so far this season. And because of that, they have a great giveaway takeaway margin, which is plus two, which is tied for fourth best in the league. Uh, it, Fitzpatrick has only thrown one interception and they've lost one fumble as a team, whereas they've taken four fumbles away. Actually, there's only, only takeaways. They haven't recorded an interception yet. So they've got to get to Fitzpatrick. I mean, the Steelers have played Ryan Fitzpatrick plenty in this, in his career as a national football league quarterback. And to be honest with you, the Pittsburgh Steelers should know that Fitzpatrick is only as good as the weapons around him. When he was with Cincinnati, he didn't have much. Buffalo, same story. He has some weapons now with Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson. You talked about Howard. 
they're going to try to push the ball down the field. If they can just keep the coverage on them a second, I really think that this could be a matchup that they could actually exploit. So my second key to the game is get pressure on Fitzpatrick and try to force some mistakes, something they didn't do last week that they need to do this week. So, Brian, what's your third matchup of the game? Well, you know what? It's going to be a matchup of discipline, Jeff. Um, if you need the penalties, Pittsburgh has 24 penalties so far on the year. And you look at a team like Tampa Bay, they have only 11 penalties, surrendering 114 yards to uh, Pittsburgh's 206. So, I mean, that's nearly double. So Pittsburgh really, you know, I mean, I was going to talk about the secondary and talk about these receivers in Tampa Bay, but, you know, that's a given. And you've already touched on that. You've touched on Ryan Fitzpatrick. I want them to be more disciplined and really uh, control themselves more in this football game. And if they could win the penalty battle, they could they could be in a lot better shape because surrendering those dumb yards – uh, on top of surrendering, surrendering passing yards to a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick that is the only player in NFL history to have in two games, two 400-plus yards and four TD games. Yeah, that's hard to believe because it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. But you know what? They call it Fitzmagic for a reason. Um, there's a lot of people thinking this isn't just a fluke. I'm not one of those people necessarily. Um, but you know what? The, the Steelers are going to have to be disciplined. And that kind of ties into my third key of the game. And that is if the Steelers want to win this football game, and we'll talk about how that could happen here in a second. If they're going to win this football game, they can't turn the football over. And as good as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in terms of their differential in terms of takeaways and giveaways, where they're tied for fourth best in the league, the Steelers are at the bottom of the barrel minus four. Um, they've given the ball away six times and they've only taken it away twice. The Steelers are going to have to either be on the plus side or just a push if they want to actually win this football game. Ben Roethlisberger has to stay clean. He can't turn the ball over. When they're running with the ball, whether it's Ryan Switzer on a return, a receiver getting yards after the catch, or James Conner out of the backfield, protecting the football is paramount. If the Pittsburgh Steelers want to go into Tampa Bay, and beat an undefeated Buccaneers team that is one of the hottest teams in the National Football League right now. So for me, you know, that's my third key is protect the football. So for me, it was, you know, they, the offense has got to go blow for blow with these guys in terms of putting up points. They've got to get pressure on Fitzpatrick, and they have to protect the football. Um, what is your, go ahead and recap your three keys there, Brian, before we move on to the next segment. So once again, Steelers linebackers versus OJ Howard, you know, just uh, hitting him as soon as the ball is snapped and making sure that he does not get free release. The second one was the interior lineman versus Gerald McCoy and uh, even even the other guys on the on the end and different stunts. Jason Pierre Paul's another guy to look for. So I'm looking at a battle in the trenches for my second one. And the third was the battle of discipline. Um, winning the winning the penalty battle. Yeah, absolutely. Those are all very good keys. And you know, we're not we're not here trying to break down game film and show you X's and O's and all that stuff. A lot of people like that. Uh, sometimes you just want to know, hey, what should I be looking for in the upcoming matchup? 
because not everyone follows every team, especially an NFC team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as close as they do someone in the division or someone in the conference. So we're here to try to give you everything that you need to know as you get prepared for the weekend ahead and especially for the Steelers game on Monday night. So now we go from our key matchups to three players to watch. This could be on either side of the football, could be on either team, but three players that we feel can turn the tide in the game one way or the other. And that could be any number of players. Brian, I'm going to kick it off to you. I'll let you go first. Who's your first player? Not necessarily the top. We're not going to say, you know, uh, that you have the, the, this is the, the most important in no order, unless you want to, what's your first player to watch? Well, you know what? I've got to go obvious. And with all of the distractions this week, all of the controversy, I got to look at number 84, Antonio Brown. AB really needs to have a blockbuster game to, I don't want to say to justify this, these actions, but to just uh, win back some appeal. Let's put it that way. I watched the, uh, I watched his uh, meeting with the press today. Um, I thought it was bizarre. It uh, gave me flashbacks to uh, Iverson in 2002. Um, but I really think that he needs to have a great game. He is talking about, he's saying that it's about winning and it's not about stats. So he needs to show that. But he also has to show up. Now, something about Antonio Brown. I mean, he is second in the league in targets, and that has been talked about a lot this week. But the other thing is he has only caught 54.5% of his targets. And that is a big deal for a guy like A.B. That is the lowest in his career. Now, granted, a lot of the big guys, like the Julio Jones, the Odell Beckham Juniors, that is actually a better percentage than those guys. And those top guys have covered a lot. And that's why you see guys like Juju Smith-Schuster going absolutely nuts and getting free. So it's all a part of perspective, but I think Antonio Brown has to come off big in this game. And if he does, the Pittsburgh Steelers are most likely going to win this game if he can just go crazy. Yeah. I think back to 2015, I believe, when he had that video game day against the Oakland Raiders at Heinz Field, and that's kind of similar but you know what you mentioned antonio brown and and very rightfully so you listed him first and i think we both would have had him in there um in our top three a lot of the passes the targets towards him have just not been accurate passes at all not even close uh you can definitely see the the core the the connection uh between roethlisberger and brown is just not what we're used to seeing um and for me personally that's why i have ben roethlisberger atop my list because it's great. And look, I was the same as everyone else and said, man, Ben played a great game against Kansas City. And he played a pretty good game. But if you go back and watch the film, and if you have Game Pass and you can watch the All 22, which it means that you can see all 22 players in the field, it's the eye in the sky never lies. Man, he missed some opportunities. I mean, there were some plays that were wide open and he just missed it. A couple of those were to Antonio Brown. And so that's a target that goes down as an incompletion that goes down as Brown doesn't make that reception when in reality, it was just a really bad throw. So for me personally, Ben Roethlisberger is the top of my list because for Antonio Brown to go off, Roethlisberger has to be on point. The offense has to be rolling and it always starts with number seven. I've said it for years. It's not 26. It's not 84. 
It's number seven that is the straw that stirs the Steelers' drink. And so for me, I'm going with number seven as my number one player to watch. Who's your number two, Brian? Well, I'm going to go to the opposite side, to the home team, and it's their linebacker, Levante David. Uh, David plays in the inside. He is still a star in this league. He's a guy that leads that team with 18 tackles, and he plays all over the field. He's a guy that could really come up big. He could harass Roethlisberger. He could harass the tight, tight ends, and he could be a problem for James Conner as well in the running game. So this is a guy that will be all over the field. His number is number 42. You're going to see a lot of Levante David, and he could be very dangerous on a pretty decent you know, upcoming defense. I mean, statistically, they're not amazing, but this is a defense that is really up and coming, if you ask me. Yeah, this defense is, they have their warts like a lot of defenses do. Pittsburgh Steelers fans know what that's like. But yeah, he is a bright young star in the league, but I'm sticking with, the, the visiting team and the Steelers are my second player to watch. And that is none other than TJ Watt. Because I feel after watching him in week one, now I understand he wasn't going against one of the better tackles in Chris Hubbard, but he was dynamic. And that's what the Steelers defense has been missing is a dynamic pass rusher on either side, because we know Bud Dupree, or as we call him on the standard is a standard, Bud the dud. You, ha- you know it's not going to be consistent on that side. So T.J. Watt is a player that if you- everyone wants to give him a label of the next great one, the next Watt player that is going to dominate. In my opinion, if you're going to give him those labels, he can't have games where he just disappears. And I didn't notice him in- against Kansas City at all. So because of that... I'm looking at TJ Watt and I want to see something. I want to see, you know, the consistent coverage that is he's known for. I want to see a, a consistent pass rush where he's collapsing the pocket, if not getting to the quarterback, great and run stopping. That's what he's been labeled as. I want to see him put it on the field. This is a big game, primetime game. If you look at his pedigree in terms of his family lineage, Watt, I say Watt brothers, his brother Derek is a fullback. J.J. Watt typically plays big in big games. I expect his younger brother, T.J., to do the same. He's my number two. Brian, who's your number three? Well, you know what? Piggyback on top of your number two because uh, T.J. was my number three. Um, (laughs) He is going up against a guy that is 6'8". His name is Demard, excuse me, Demar Dotson. And this is a guy that T.J. could exploit. So I'm looking for something like that. And, uh, I think TJ needs to get back on track like you and have a great game. But if I look forward to my number three now, I'm going to move my number four up because I always have a backup just in case. And here's a guy that Terrell Edmonds, the guy has to come through. Now, I realize he is a rookie, but boy, was he exposed last week against Kansas City. Um, He did not look amazing against Cleveland, but seemed to be some bright spots but completely exposed. And I actually felt, I felt so bad for the guy because he was missing tackles. He was falling off of guys. He was out of place the entire time. He needs to step up. And I realized, once again, I said it before, I realize he's a rookie in that position, but he really needs to come and play and uh, grow in a big way. Now, Keith Butler has said that they are simplifying the defense this week. 
That could be a plus. Um, I'm sure Tom Bradley has taken him aside, and, and I think Tom Bradley is an amazing coach. And, in fact, I think he could be a future defensive coordinator on this team. And I have a feeling he's been working with him. You might see a good rebound from Terrell Edmonds, and you might see a good game. So I'm hoping, I'm praying, but most of all, I'm expecting Terrell Edmonds to get back to the reason he was a number one pick in his team. Yeah, I mean, when you're a safety, unless you're making a big splash play, we're talking an interception, force fumble, you don't want to be noticed. You don't want to be seen. You don't want to be heard of. You don't want to hear the commentators making any comment that is Terrell Edmonds missed that tackle on Kareem Hunt and was abused at the goal line as he got run over. I agree with you. I'm going to stick with the secondary for my third, and I'm going to go with Artie Burns. And that's assuming that Joe Hayden is playing. Now, Joe Hayden was a full participant today. This is being recorded on Thursday. That is the first reported practice. Remember, folks, typically it's a second day, but because it's a Monday night football game, it goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the full report for Monday night football. So we're, we're a day back. So the first reported practice, Joe Hayden was a full participant. That's a great sign. If he doesn't have a, any regression, meaning he's downgraded to limited next uh, practice, that's a good sign that he's going to play. So Artie Burns is my third, could be number one, because when you're going up against either Mike Evans or Deshaun Jackson, those are two totally different receivers, but are both big play guys. Deshaun Jackson's a burner. I feel like when you just play Tyreek Hill, you should be pretty much prepared to cover Deshaun Jackson because they're very similar in the way that they want to get free releases. Uh, if they get behind you, good luck because they're gone. Um, and Mike Evans is just a monster for his size. His catch radius is out of this world. Um, he's a player that when he came out of Texas A&M, I was really, really impressed with him. And I was thinking, man, if this guy could somehow slide to the Steelers, it would be a tremendous pick. He didn't, obviously. And now the Steelers are going to be going after him. I think if Hayden is playing and Artie Burns on the other side, I think they have a best chance to slow them down, not stop them. I'm not sure if that's possible right now but I think that's the best chance to slow them down. So I think uh, Artie Burns, he had a horrible game. I want to say I read on Twitter sometime today, and I'm not saying this is gospel. It's just a statistic that out of the targets that he had, he had no pass breakups. They were four for four for 85 yards and a touchdown. It was a bad game for him last week. Time for a rebound for Artie Burns. Hopefully he makes it happen. So anything else you want to add here, Brian, before we move on? You know what? I think we covered it. We covered the guys to look at. There's, uh, Of course, uh, we need to look at the receivers on the other side. But as far as key players, those are the key guys, especially on the Steelers side of the ball. Um, everybody is key, and we know that. But these are the guys that really need to step up, and I think we made a pretty good list. Yeah, I, I think that gives you the basic rundown. And let's, like I said, to, I said it on, on Wednesday night, last night when I was on with Lance Williams on our Standard is a Standard podcast, it's still early, and people want to freak out and say that the Steelers are done. Folks, There's they've only played two games. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Teams have rebounded before. Teams have gotten better throughout the season. Um, defenses have gotten better. Offenses have improved. A lot of stuff can change between now and then. So this game's going to be tough. No one's saying that it isn't, but at the same time, I think fans need to realize that, let's say they go down to Tampa Bay, they win the game. They give them their first loss of the season. Now they're 1-1-1. One, one, and one. They come back home to play the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. I think you just have a different feel 
of the team if that were to happen. But we'll give you our prediction coming up. Now we're going to shift gears. We're going to shift it into third, and we're going to go into fantasy football mode. Now this is for people typically that don't play in regular traditional fantasy football leagues because it's not those are not conducive to the well you know what i can just go get whatever player i want um i don't like traditional fantasy football i don't have time for traditional fantasy football i have always hated the scouring the wire when a player gets hurt or a player might not be performing up to capabilities i just want to pick my team and so that's why I like the one day FanDuel is my, I like FanDuel. Some people like DraftKings, uh, whatever sites you like. This is mainly geared towards those people. So fantasy football, we're giving you someone that we view as a lock. And then someone that we view as a sleeper pick that you might be able to pick up and add to your team, whatever league you play in one or the other. Brian, who is your lock? Give me your fantasy football lock right now in this game. Well, you know what? I feel like I'm going back and uh, I'm repeating myself, but Antonio Brown. I really think that, A, they're going to game plan to get him the ball, and B, he is going to come through. So I expect at least two touchdowns out of Antonio Brown, and at least, you know, I would not be surprised to see a a 150-yard game out of him as well. And that's a lot of fantasy points. So I'm, uh, I'm looking at number 84. Now, unfortunately, I don't have him in any leagues, so I'm going to try to put him on my FanDuel team, but uh, that also blows my budget, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I did this last week on my FanDuel league, and it paid pretty big dividends. I was really high on the Steelers' offense, and I'll tell you why I was high on the Steelers' offense. It wasn't just the fact that the Chiefs' defense kind of made me like think, yeah, they're just a little skeptical. But at the same time, I view the Steelers and their defense, and I view this game the same way. I feel like the Tampa Bay offense is going to be able to score points, and so the Steelers possess an, an offense that can really move the ball and score points at a ridiculous clip as well. Uh, for instance, points per game on an offensive standpoint, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are first in terms of points per game at 37.5, and the Steelers are second, just under 30 points per game, I believe. And so they're scoring points too. So I think the Steelers' defense is going to struggle. And since they're going to struggle, I like the Steelers' offense in terms of fantasy. I like Ben Roethlisberger. Now, you want to be smart, do what I do, and handcuff players together. Now, if you don't know what that is, if you're not familiar with that term in terms of fantasy football, that would be where you have Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown starting for every connection that he has with Brown you're doubling up your points essentially because you have the passer and the receiver. I think that I agree with Brian. Antonio Brown's a good bet. I would also think that Ben Roethlisberger is a great bet as well because he played well last week. There's still room for improvement. I like the matchup against the secondary. I think Ben Roethlisberger is your lock for this week. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a Steelers fan. I'm saying that from a fantasy football standpoint, I like those odds. All right, Brian, who's your sleeper pick for this week? in terms of fantasy football? Well, you know what? I am going to go with Vance McDonald. Mm, um, okay. I think he's back. I think he's healthy. If he's not committing penalties, then um, we're, you should get some out of him. I think, uh, you know, I know we, our sleeper last week was Jesse James, and he really came through. 
and he had an amazing week. And I am high on the Jesse James train. But there were a lot of sets where they had both of those guys out there. Vance McDonald had a lot of opportunities to play. I think he's working his way back into uh, the rotation. He's working his way back into Ben Roethlisberger's confidence. And he's one of those guys that could be forgotten. Um, I feel on this team that the tight ends on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense are forgotten because you have to think about so many other guys on that team. So number 89, Vance McDonald is a sleeper. In fact, I am starting him in one of my traditional leagues. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm tempted with Vance McDonald, uh, depending on what league you're in, especially if you're doing a FanDuel type league. Um, he's typically cheap. But the production doesn't necessarily always match, and so that scares me. Um, Jesse James, his his price is going up because his stock is rising because obviously he's playing well. So that's not necessarily a sleeper anymore. Um, I have a I have a sleeper here. I'm also going to give you a sleeper with my prediction for those that uh, I'm going to give you a flex player. In this stat line, it might not be considered a sleeper because some people might say that nah, he's been pretty good so far this year, but. It, the stat line might not be pretty, but he might get you a lot of points. And that that would be, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a player that is going to really break out this game in terms of points. I could see him having a big red zone game. I Maybe not as many yards per catch, maybe not a ton of yards in general, but I could see him also getting a lot of points. I was really tempted to say James Conner, but believe it or not, defensively, the Buccaneers are one of the better teams against stopping the run. Maybe that's because the opposition has always had to play catch up against them because they're putting up so many points that they're constantly throwing the ball, throwing the ball, throwing the ball. I I might change it right here on the fly. Maybe I will say James Conner because I could almost see a Jerome Bettis-esque James Conner stat line of something like, I don't know, 12 carries, two touchdowns, you know, not many yards. He might have more receptions than than anything else. Um, I'll go with James Conner. If you have Juju on your roster, I definitely think if you haven't been putting him in there, you're dumb. Put him in there. But James Conner, if you're looking for a flex guy, I think take a stab at him because I, I think the Steelers are going to try to run the football. I think they're going to try some play action stuff. And I think that on goal line, I like James Conner on the goal line. So, Brian, what do you think about that? You know what? I do like that pick of James Conner because I'm going to tell you what. You're a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster. That's a fantasy football insomniac. He's <laughs> awake the last two weeks. So yeah. I was going to, I was going to admonish you actually for that, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's tough. I mean it's it's tough because it's one of those things where um, I I don't know. I mean the the Steelers' offense is so diverse. You know, I mean they've got so many weapons that another another sleeper pick possibly James Washington. You know, he got a start last week. He's a player that. You think that he's only going to develop a rapport with Roethlisberger as the year progresses? I, I look at him, the way that Juju progressed last last year. Juju didn't have a catch in Week One against Cleveland in 2017, and it wasn't until midway through he started to kind of turn it on. Are you agreeing with me there, Brian? Is that what I just saw? <laughs> yes, I was. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. All right, prediction time, folks. This is where prediction. We're not doing the spread. Last spread I saw where the Steelers were giving the Tampa. I can't believe it, but the Steelers, the first line, the opening line, this might've changed. It was the Steelers giving two and a half points to Tampa Bay, which is, it's crazy 
But Vegas knows, folks. If you haven't followed it, just keep your eyes open. Vegas always knows. So, Brian, with that said, just a straight-up pick. Don't have to worry about the spread. Who are you taking in this game? What's the score, and how do you think it's going to play out? Well, you know what? I must be a forever optimist, but I am picking the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers. Because here's the thing, Jeff. You talked about the Steelers rebounding. You know, you could say what you want to say about Mike Tomlin, and they're saying it already. But one thing he knows how to do is rebound. He rebounds late in the season. He rebounds early. But when there's a bad stretch, just when you think that they're gone and you're ready to write them off, here they come. And they, you know, they'll, they could reel off three or four straight. They could reel off seven straight. They did it the last two seasons. Um, my first season doing podcast with you were two, was two years ago. And after the Dallas game, we wrote them off completely. And th- that was four games in a row that they lost. And that was midseason. They were under 500. There was no way this team was going to make the playoffs. And, yeah, they made the AFC championship game against the New England Patriots. So I'm not the after two games and only one loss. So I'm looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. We talked about fantasy football players. Look, if you have players on Tampa Bay, play them all. If you have players on Pittsburgh, play them all. Just play these guys. They're going to get a lot of points. It's going to be a lot like last week. The defense is are going to give up points. I think both teams are in the 30s once again here. In fact, I think a team is going to have to score plus 40 to win this game. So I'm looking at the score being 41 to 38 in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers down in Raymond James Stadium in sunny Tampa, Florida. Well, it won't be sunny. It'll be at night. But it'll be a comfortable game for Pittsburgh. They will be in their element, and they will do well. Yeah, and to throw in something you said about Tomlin, and I said this on our podcast last night as well. You know, if you ever watch a baseball game now, whenever a batter comes up to bat, especially for the first at bat, they have a little box, and it shows them where their hot spots are and then where their cold spots are. And it has, you know, for instance, if a hitter's really good at low and away, it's all red, but if they can't hit high and inside, it's blue. Um, If Mike Tomlin were to have a similar chart, it would be road game against sub 500 team is blue prime time game. When your backs against the wall and no one thinks you stand a chance. That's bright red, man. That is bright red. That's where he thrives. He thrives in this stuff. And like Brian, maybe I am a little eternal optimist, but I just think this dealer's team is too good. And that includes the defense. I don't think the defense is as bad as they showed last week. And maybe a simplification of the defense, like Brian mentioned that Keith Butler said, is what this defense needs. Simplify it. Keep it simple, stupid, as they always say in terms of kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, Maybe that might just be what the doctor ordered for the Steelers defense. I said I was going to give you another sleeper pick. And this guy is almost a guarantee to be available. If you are in a league that has a kicker, I would pick up Chris Boswell. Because I think he's going to kick the game-winning field goal as time expires. I think it's going to be 38-35. to 35. The Pittsburgh Steelers go down to Tampa Bay. They win a tough game. I think there's going to be some fireworks, not physically, but figuratively. Uh, not literally, I should say. Um, I think Boswell hits the game winner. I think he kicks a good game. I think he's back on track. I like the Steelers to win. And you know, maybe I'm wrong. I was wrong last week. 
was wrong in week one, but then again, a lot of people were wrong in those weeks as well. I have the Steelers advancing to one, one and one as they come back to Pittsburgh and they prepare for a Sunday night game against the Baltimore Ravens in week four. That's it. That's what I think. What do you think about that, Brian? I like it. I cannot disagree with that at all. I'm telling you what, it's time to rebound. This team's not ready to shut it down now. There's a lot of passion on this team. You've seen it all week. I'm hearing from guys in the locker room. You know, the guys in the locker room kind of stood up for Antonio Brown this week. You could tell that they're they're going to be a cohesive unit. Um, my question is whether uh, Le'Veon Bell shows up and hangs out in uh, the 300 level watching this game. Mm. He's well, in Miami. He might jet ski over. Yeah, that's my – he might – he and uh... – <laughs> Man, that don't get me started on that guy. <laughs> don't get me started on that guy. A Tubbs McGee over on his jet ski. Um, but still, uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out, folks. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment uh, and let us know what your prediction is. That's what I want to know. Like, give us your prediction. You have to go into great detail, but just the score, you know whether it's 38, 35 Steelers, you can add some detail if you want. We have a nice little community going there. If you didn't know we had a YouTube channel, we do. Go to YouTube, type in BTSC Steelers Radio, subscribe, give our videos a thumbs up. We really, really appreciate all the support in that avenue and that platform. Um, if you're watching on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com or if you're listening on podcast form, go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And comment on this article and let us know what your prediction is. I'm really curious to kind of gauge where Steelers fans are right now. Uh, because there's optimists like Brian and I, and then there's negative pessimists out there that are just thinking that the world is ending. I'm a little chicken little, so to speak. So we'll see. In the meantime, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your first and only stop for Pittsburgh Steelers news. We're averaging almost 10 articles a day, folks. We've got injury reports how to watch. I've got a feature on the play action pass coming tomorrow. Um, that how it's being infused back into the Steelers offense after being taken out by Todd Haley. Um, ESPN is predicting the Steelers to actually win 10 games still this season. So check that out. That's all going to be coming up tomorrow. We appreciate it. Brian, anything to add before we call it an evening? You know what? Just, it's going to be a good weekend leading up to a great Monday night. Um, once again, I got to plug myself. I'm on Twitter now after a <laughs> lifetime of absence. So I have 38 followers now, Jeff. Ooh, wow. I need more. So I doubled it. I actually tripled it over last week. So uh, at BAD, BTSC. All right. There you go. Or actually, so, BTSC, BAD. Oh Maybe gosh. that's why I don't did have you the, really the followers. Just, did, you, did you really just butcher your Twitter handle on the show. I did. Oh, good Lord. I have to teach Brian a lot about Twitter uh, and hopefully get his following up there. But nonetheless, thanks for your time, Brian. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Go Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button? The Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. <laughs> We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find us anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.